5: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
6: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, for Thursday, June 9th. And I gotta say, it is not a good morning in the Bay Area. If you are a Warriors fan, if you are a Steph Curry fan, it ain't good. It feels like doom if you're a Golden State Warriors fan. This is not a good vibe right now it feels like Boston is the better team. They took Golden State's best punch in the third quarter and were able to hold them off at home. And now Game 4 Friday night feels like the series. And all of a sudden, after Game 3, you've got so many narratives popping up, folks. Has Kevin Durant chimed in? Are we waiting for Kevin Durant to say the Warriors need... Like, is that coming? Um, It's weird. After three games... I think Finals MVP is still a toss-up, right? It, Jalen Brown has been outstanding. Jason Tatum has been very good, but not as good as he was against the Bucs. And it feels like this MVP is hanging in the balance. You've got Steph Curry um, having it just a tremendous performance. Kerry Golden State, just one of those electrifying third-quarter avalanches that we've seen that brought it back from down 19 to leading briefly. But sadly, I think the biggest storyline is a guy who continues to play terrible in the series. And I think, and this is not some incendiary hot take, I think if the Warriors want to get back in the series, they're going to have to play a little bit of less Draymond Green. He is such a net negative. Uh, folks, I don't know if you're aware of this. I, I tweeted it out at the time because one of, uh, somebody texted it to me. There was like five minutes left in the second quarter. And Draymond Green had zero points, zero rebounds. And zero assists. We're talking midway through the second quarter, he had done nothing. Literally getting cardio in an NBA Finals game. He was, I mean, he's only listed for two turnovers, but goodness, it felt like more than that. Ended up fouling out, then ends up going off on a reporter afterward because of his stupid podcast. Like, Draymond Green doesn't seem locked in. You know, I mean, does he think he's already Charles Barkley? Is, is that the move here? Like, oh, I'm ready to go to media and be Charles Barkley. Like, I'll go to the Hall of Fame. Like, that's I, – I, I just don't see it out there. And I don't know if you guys even saw the highlight. It was circulating all over this morning on, on my Twitter. The first thing I saw was on the foul line, you know, the, the um, Warriors are shooting a free throw. And Draymond is lined up next to Jason Tatum. And he's, like, grabbing at Tatum's shoulder and trying to toss him out of the way on a free throw. You know, it it, kind of just felt a little dirty. Like, what are you doing, bro? And then to attack a reporter and say, you know, I I don't know. It just, Draymond Green, you know, his move is, I'm going to get under their skin. I'm going to get in their head. Every team kind of needs one of those guys. But when it's taking away from your play, and you're out there for 35 minutes, you have three assists, four rebounds, and one basket, what are you doing? Draymond Green is hurting the Golden State Warriors right now in the series. I know that people want to say he gave an um, an, emo, an emotional lift in game two, and that is right. But, like, that seems to be his only punch. Folks, I, I'm not bashing Draymond Green. These are real stats. In the series, he is shooting 5 of 19. He is 0 for 7 on threes. They are not guarding him. He's 5 of 10 from the free throw line. I mean, we're talking 30% shooting, 0% from three, 50% from the line, like, I mean, he's fouled out twice in both games they've lost. I, I don't know exactly how they handle it, but I'm ready for more Kevon Looney, who only played 17 minutes, and less Draymond Green. And I get it. Draymond Green is v- a very good player. He's a historically great defensive player, high IQ guy. He probably will be replacing Charles Barkley whenever Barkley decides to step down and Draymond retires. And he's going to do great. He apparently has a podcast. I, myself, have never listened to it, but you know he's getting asked questions about it, and he just is full-on heel, and I get that. I understand where he's coming from, but Rob, again, it seems like it's taking away from his play, and I don't want to say he's lost focus because I'm I'm not trying to get in Draymond Green's head, but
7: watching the game, he's playing terrible. Oh, that's an understatement of of the century right there. I mean... I tweeted it out last night after the game. You brought up the total numbers, but in, in case that sounds bad, I think you make it sound even worse here if you just hear what I have to say. Per game averages, Draymond Green through three NBA Finals games five points, six rebounds, five assists, five fouls, two turnovers on 36 0 50 shooting splits. Like he has been beyond unplayable offensively. He he has just been an absolute train wreck. And I and I don't I disagree with the notion that you hadn't said this, but other people had that he can't do his podcast, he can't comment on certain things while he's in the NBA Finals because he needs to be solely focused on winning a championship. I disagree with that idea. I went through a traumatic experience a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, and I can tell you the one thing I wanted to do was go back to work you know so uh, however you get your escape and you get your downtime whatever makes you feel good in in high pressure situations by all means go ahead and do it the problem though becomes is that Draymond Green has become a storyline damn near every single day yeah, of these NBA finals yeah and it's most of the time has nothing to do with what's going on in these games other than this morning when he was just absolutely terrible it, whether it was pot shots at Kevin Durant saying you know well we always built our team around around Kate uh, he's just Steph. trying
6: yeah trying too
7: hard he, like, you know? why I say that exactly or what are you or, doing? or um, what did he say on this podcast you know Steph was doubled seven times more than 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 KD and they had a little back and forth on twitter but why then uh on uh, on Wednesday he has a back and forth with um Vernon Maxwell about the toughness of the the 90s and 80s players versus oh today. i didn't even see that and so Again, you can have your other interests. You can talk about these other things if that's what you want to do, if that's what you find interesting, if that gives you a release from what's going on in the game, that's fine. What you can't do, though, is have your name pop up in all of these other stories and then proceed to play like ass in the thing that matters the most. Okay, here's another fun stat for you. Through 17, excuse me, through the postseason, the entire playoffs, I think it's, what, there are like 20 games or something right now. Draymond has recorded 14 games where he's recorded double-digit points, rebounds, or assists. He's recorded 17 podcast episodes. <laughs> Is
6: that right? He's done 17?
7: 17 uh, in the playoffs. Maybe
6: I'm missing out on something. Rob, the other thing I looked at, he currently in the finals has just two blocks, and I, I tweeted this out like you're watching the second quarter. It was a layup line for Boston. Where is the back line of the defense? It ain't Draymond. He's just fouling guys. He's not blocking shots. He's not altering
7: shots. No, he he's gooning it up. Everything that that he was disrespecting with his back and forth with Vermin Maxwell about '90s basketball and, and you know Rick Mahorn would punch you in the face and you know guys like your boy Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, like those guys were known for their physicality. First, second, and third, and then their basketball ability and acumen fourth and fifth. Like they weren't known as basketball players at the height of their career. They were known as goons. And what Draymond Green has been doing during these playoffs, but specifically in these finals, is all of the things that your point to get under your skin, to piss you off, but it's not actually basketball. Like, he, he's he's almost tackling guys yeah, this is, in the middle for, instead of setting screens. Yeah. He, he, like you point, he, he almost tried to rip uh, Jason Tatum's shoulder out at yeah. the free throw line.
6: Wait, you hold on. This screen, I, are you talking about the Grant Williams play? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. My kids and I were watching. Him. That was one of the craziest things. He, he straight up fouled the hell out of Grant Williams, then threw his arms in the air like he was getting fouled. That's like a WWE wrestling move, dude. Like, the refs see through that stuff,
7: Draymond. What are you doing? Play basketball. But I I, I don't to, get it. To your point, I don't think that he is capable of playing high level basketball, at least offensively anymore. Like I, I he was never a great offensive player to begin with, even in his heyday. But now he he's almost like a net negative offensively. Cause he's he's not a good shooter. He's never been a good shooter. He's a decent passer, but he's also not good around the rim, so you can't do like pick and roll where he gets the ball and he scores because if he's always looking to pass, it makes you highly ineffective. I mean, if your shooting splits are 36-0-50 and and, and you see the slander we give Russell Westbrook for hitting the side of the backboard, Russell Westbrook's worst week of his career is not 36-0-50. It feels
6: like forever ago that he had that Game 7 game against the—actually, it was six years ago next week. Game 7, Cavs, where they lost 47 minutes. He scored 32 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists. But again, that was six years ago. I mean, Rob, that's an eternity in the NBA. He just isn't that kind of guy anymore. Also in that series, he had 28 points in a game. And I don't think he's capable— I, I need to look at his I, – I when was the last time Draymond Green had 20 points? I'll just ask you. You take a gander. Oh I don't know the answer. I'm going to look at uh, it up right now. I'm going to
7: say – Has he had 20 in the playoffs? No, no way. Uh, I'm going to guess – Oh, my gosh. Uh, January of 2021. Holy cow. He did not score 20 points in a game this season. Oh, my gosh. Okay, goodness. so my, my guess is still available. January 2021 <laughs> – that is pretty bad. Well, we If know you they go through last think. season, you don't see it at all. It's just we'll move on because I don't want to go through years and years. So he just
6: odds. can't score. He is not an option at this point. And they finally got Clay delivering. Clay had a, had a good game, the one bet that I did win last night, which was nice. And, you know, they still get the loss. That's the scary part, right? So he didn't score. Draymond did not score 20 points this season or last. So I'm not going to continue it. looking. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, Rob, the reality is, like, they got a Curry game. He was volcanic. They got Clay going. Wiggins had average, slightly above average game. And when you get nothing from Draymond, who is, is he a max guy? Or he's close to max. Uh, Either way. I think
7: he's like 25 million
5: a year.
6: Like this would be the equivalent of like Kevin Love giving you two, four, and three in one of those Cavs finals games.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum,
2: you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
6: Jordan Poole did come off the bench and play all right. Um, had 10 points. Otto Porter hit one big shot and was okay. Gary Payton did not look like he had it last night. I don't know early. He missed a dunk and then got thwarted at the rim. It just looked like his confidence offensively is just not there. And Iguodala doesn't look like he's ready. They tried uh, a little Bialita. Um, But ultimately... You know, one of the, I guess the second biggest storyline after Draymond is how was Curry's ankle? Because, you know, he, he on that dirty Al Horford playing, yes, folks, it was dirty. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. I, I know. I got to call it dirty. <laughs> um, it, it, like, Curry landed on Horford's ankle. You could see it twist. Like, that could have been bad. And hopefully it doesn't swell up here. Because if Curry's down, this series is toast. I just wonder if it kind of already is. I, I don't know how the Warriors get stops. You've just got to hope that. Uh, Marcus Smart isn't three for seven from three, and Jalen Brown four for eight, and Jason Tatum three for nine. I mean, they didn't get much from Horford from three. Derek White did not hit a three, and they still won kind of handily. Rob, it, it's starting to look bleak for the Warriors, and I, I, I'm again, they did have an epic run in the third quarter that took a lot out of their tank, and they just ran out of gas in the fourth, and they couldn't. They can't stop Tatum when he wants to score. They really can't stop Brown. And by the way, Draymond Green was tasked with Jalen Brown. If you noticed, that's like, that was like the matchup. He did a pretty good job the final three quarters of game two. He got lit up like a Christmas tree in game four. Nine of 16. Brown got to the 10 whenever he wanted. Five of six in the line. Hit his threes. I don't know, man. I I, I I don't know how this happens. Short of the Celtics having a major off night and, like, I don't know, a Corey might need 45 and Clay have to have 30 because – I don't know. I don't think it's happening in five, but I can. I'm having a harder and harder time seeing a path to victory for the Warriors in this series. Let's see if Robert Williams is fully healthy. He did look gimpy at times, but again, he had he was a factor. Four blocks. Um, I I, I'm waiting more than anything to hear what Steph, uh, not Steph, Kevin Durant has to say because (laughs) listen, and I know this shouldn't be a thing, but everybody is piling on KD because they got swept, and you know he wants to change the narrative. Well, the Warriors don't win. What if they won without Kevin Durant? I know people hate that, and that why you got to talk about that, Jay? Um, listen, that's that's kind of the reality. They have yeah. not won without him. This was a great run. We know the West is going to be much tougher next year with Lakers and Clippers back. And I, they're just they're going to – I mean, at the, I can't believe I said this, but, like, they needed, like, a James Wiseman tonight. Like, there was zero rim protection, Rob. Essentially, it was Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum breaking someone off the dribble, and they would have to come over and rotate for help. And the passing and the high IQ of this Boston team was just on point. It was just Bing 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 easy layup or Bing 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 open three. And I don't know what Steve Kerr has can do here at this point. I, I really do think a little less Draymond Green. I would go with maybe a little more pool which is even less defense and super risky. But if you're not going to get the stops anyway, you need the offense and. Eleven points in the
7: fourth quarter—that's just—that's not going to cut it. No, they—they they may have to break in case of emergency. Dust off Jonathan Kaminga, which is what they did against Memphis, where they—they they knew that athletically they just couldn't keep up with them. And Kaminga was fine in spurts, but you know he's so young that who's he playing over? Draymond. Yeah,
6: I guess you're right. Or, or they're you know not going to guard I, him. I would give
7: board. Otto Porter more minutes and then find minutes for Kaminga. Just, just because you you need to see what you can do on the wings because you're, you're, they're getting pummeled. Um, but to your point, it, it, all of that's not going to matter. All of the rotations aren't going to matter. Even Draymond's, you know, offense isn't going to matter if Steph Curry is not at least eighty percent by by Friday, because he said after the game that it was an injury similar to the one he suffered at the end of the regular season. No, that that foot sprain which costed him, what, three weeks, four weeks? And then he's saying, well, I think I'll be able to play in game four. So even if he does play, you have to imagine that he's not going to be Steph Curry, all caps, that we're used to. And, and I think he's been the best player in the series. Um, I wanted to run something by you, though. So we didn't prep for this or anything like that, so this is just off the top of my head. Last night during or after the game, you know, Steph Curry's hurt. He may or may not play in game four, and the only – Warriors name player who was trending was Draymond Green which to me I thought was really interesting you know you would imagine the best player in the series not being able to play in game four would be the headline but it you know it's Draymond people love to hate Draymond someone told me before the series started that Draymond Green was going to be the reason why even Laker fans would be rooting for Boston to win this series. And I said, oh, you're crazy. Like, that, that's not going to happen. Like, you know, Lakers-Celtics goes back, you know, to my grandparents, you know. Like, that's how far the hatred goes back. Do you think just, you know, what we saw last night, what we've seen in these playoffs so far, that Draymond and all of his antics has made it so that America is almost rooting for Boston in this series?
6: I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I know a lot of people like Curry as I do. And, um, I went to play pickup soccer last night cause we got a tournament coming up and all anybody cared about with the exception of one of my friends who is from Boston was how the warriors do. And, you know, um, it's, I know LA is not the Bay area. Obviously they are very, very different. And I'm just understanding that being out here now. Um, North, Northern California versus Southern California, as Rob could probably spend 10 minutes on. Um, but it's weird. I, I, I get the vibe a lot of people like the Warriors. I don't think people care for Draymond Green, but Curry is so likable that everybody's just kind of, yeah, rooting for him. I mean, look what he's doing in this series. 48% on three-pointers, averaging 31, 5, and 3. 31 points in the NBA Finals. I mean, the guy had now has nine games in this postseason of thirty or more points. I said this earlier this week on the pod. Guys who are thirty-four years old and have have more than seven thirty-point games in one playoff run—Michael Jordan and LeBron James. That's it. That's the <laughs> that's the area Curry's living in right now, and the bum ankle—it's lights out if if, if he's not a hundred percent. It's kind of disappointing, and I you know you can't really this isn't um one of those well the playoffs are so long and guys are going to get hurt and guys are always hurt this was just one freak play curry was in the zone up until that moment now i don't know rob did how did he fare after that
7: uh i think he only played like another minute or so before the rest of the game about. yeah cuz it, it was middle of the fourth quarter when it happened oh i no no i think that uh, the uh, the horford thing happened in the third no it happened in the fourth quarter during the that big when, run that was when the four point that was play? when draymond picked up his sixth foul cuz Draymond said after the game that the reason why he threw Marcus Smart off of the pile and took and took the sixth foul was cuz he heard Steph screaming and he thought any a sixth foul is worth it to protect Steph. But by then he had already been rolled up on by Al Horford. Oh, I um,
6: thought the Curry injury
7: was more uh landing on Horford's foot. There was a second incident, huh? No, no, no. The one in the in with that play which was the flagrant um Steph said that he was fine, but he said where he got hurt was in the fourth mm. quarter when Al Horford, it was a loose ball, and he dove for it, and Horford kind of rolled up on him, and his foot got caught underneath the bodies. Yeah, um, that's it's I'd, weird.
6: I, that's such a p- common play. I didn't think that was it, though. It, the, the landing on Horford's foot was the one that
7: scared the hell out of me. Yeah, that one looked, I mean, uh, when they ruled it a flagrant foul, I was like, come on. Like He didn't look like he tried to hurt him. And then you run it in super slow-mo, and to your point, it looks like like almost like the Kawhi Leonard injury that we saw in the playoffs a few years back where it looked like if, if he would have landed, what, an inch to the left or whatever it was, then that could yeah. have been a serious ankle injury or a foot injury whatever. But um, Steph Curry's been awesome. He's been the best player in this, in this finals by far. But I do have, you know, I've been wanting to do some Steph Curry slander for you. If you're oh, ready yes, for it. of course. Let's hear it. You know, Steph Curry last night in the fourth quarter, because you know that Steph Curry has a penchant for um, coming up small in the final frame one for three shooting three points three turnovers and now if you go through the entirety of the nba finals in the fourth quarter steph curry shooting 30 percent from the field in the fourth assist to turnover ratio was one to one but that's and the- he is minus 30 in the fourth quarter, in the two losses, right. So he did Just not play saying. at all in the second game. game I've been, so i saving this Curry slander. You know, you know, I can't let it like marinate without I mean, let me letting get these takes off. Man, I had to do it. So basically, that
6: it's games one and three since he didn't play in the fourth of game two. Correct. Yes, um,
7: because they were winning by too much.
6: So they, he had an epic comeback in the third quarter and in the fourth. They just ran out of gas or whatever. And then in the first game, inexplicable. Curry, I think, was on the bench for the first three or four minutes of that. Um, came in at like the eight-minute mark, maybe? Seven, eight, or nine-minute mark, something like that.
7: Um, well, even with those stats, it's hard for me to really – like I'm just joking because Steph Curry was awesome last night. Like that yeah, third I, I'm quarter. I'm sure there are people out there. You know, you work with one of them who I think is a <laughs> cur- I had
6: to – you know, we, we, we don't really talk as much as we used to because he's so sensitive uh, on the Twitter machine. Uh, so I haven't, I don't follow him anymore. Uh, I'm assuming he's just going after Curry, huh? Oh, yeah.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my, look at that. He is.
4: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
8: I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is.
7: I mean, his favorite stat that he's been pumping out is... Uh, oh, I can't wait to hear it. Since Kevin Durant... Excuse me. The Warriors are now 2-9 and nine in their last 11 games without Kevin Durant. How could that be? Because Kevin Durant got hurt in the uh, Toronto series.
6: No. That, oh, 2-9. Wait, that's impossible. They were like
7: 11-3 and three in the playoffs this year. No, in the finals.
6: Oh, in the finals.
7: 2-9 and nine in the finals, yes.
6: Okay, so... Wait, since Durant So got they So they
7: blew the 3-1 against Cleveland. Oh, oh, all they, time they, without Kevin yes, Durant. Yes, correct. Oh,
6: so it would be 2015, 2016, 20, 19.
7: No, it would be oh, 2015, 2019.
6: It will be right, 2015, 2019, and then this last. season. Hold on. So he's, so. They're 2-9.
7: 2015 No, because 20, well, yeah. You know, since the Kevin Durant. Excluding
6: they, the finals that they won, 2015. Right. 4 to two and then they lost 2016 four to three and then 2019 what was it four to two
7: Mm -hmm.
6: and then 2022 is one to two so they are four seven eight
7: nine they've lost they've lost nine of their last 11 without kevin durant
6: that oh which so go from being up three to one
7: yes correct
6: lost nine of last this is 11. riveting
7: content by the way as you're working the numbers on the podcast
1: well
6: i mean listen
7: <laughs> i mean i love the cherry picking
6: so it doesn't matter that they did win the championship without him in 2015 or that they were up 3-1 what matters is they've lost nine
7: of them yes 11. that's exactly what matters uh, i mean look and, and and this is you know credit to tracy McGreed. i think he said it to nbc sports i think it was on monday Where someone asked him, you know, if Steph Curry wins this ring, you know, what is this going to mean for his legacy? And he said it's going to be huge because when you're dissecting guys at that level, which is, you know, you have to go through with a fine tooth comb because everybody's fantastic. You're going to say Steph won in 2015 when Love and Kyrie were hurt, blew the 3-1 lead. Kevin Durant shows up and immediately becomes the best player on the team. Kevin Durant gets hurt. You lose to Kawhi. And then you potentially lose to Boston. So suddenly the narrative around Steph Curry takes a huge turn if they lose this series, <laughs> whether it's fair or
6: not. I, 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 I completely. First of all, they also lost Clay in game six for the series. Okay, that was one game. Right, and, and they had Durant for like 14 minutes in the series. If you lose your best player
7: and then your third best player,
6: yeah, like, but what that's, do you expect that,
7: to happen? Okay. That's what happens when you're when you're talking about all of the greatest players ever. Like you you the only way to separate, you know, Shaq and Tim Duncan is like the minuscule little details. There's no other way because you say they're both awesome. Have we done like, that one by the way? No, we haven't. But like that that's what you have to do to to separate these guys.
6: Yeah, I'm a Shaq guy, but it's
7: probably Duncan, right? I think Shaq's peak is better, but Duncan Career long Because the longevity is what sets them apart.
6: Interesting. Uh, my only thing is, like, I understand that, like, there's a lot of close centers, and obviously Jordan LeBron is uh, interesting debate, and um, Magic Bird is a solid debate, but, like, to me, Curry really has no peer. Like, he is so out in front of Isaiah Thomas and John Stockton and Jason Kidd and Oscar Robertson that it's not even – there's no discussion. I think the only discussion was, does he crack, like, the top ten – can he boot somebody out with a finals MVP in another ring? Sure. It well, let's doesn't say, yeah. seem so like that, that's so going to happen. Make now. that
7: the discussion then. Yeah, But yeah, yeah I,
6: I don't know that that's going to ha- I don't think that's in the cards. But this is the other weird thing. I don't think once you get to this level, like, I think you can only go up. I don't really think you can go down because everybody else is in the clubhouse. Like, if right. you want to say, I'm just going to pick a name. Dr. J is 15th all time and Curry passes Dr. J.
7: Curry's never going to fall below Dr. J again, you know? Sure. At least I don't see it that way. Do you? No, I, I agree with you. I, I think what the conversation is is because, you know, Steph's accolades, assuming he would have won this one, would have given him a fantastic argument to be top like eight. You know, he, he'd he be able to to say – whether you think he's a better player or not, like his resume would have stacked up really well against like Hakeem and Shaq and, and Larry Bird or whoever. Like, you know, whether, whoever you think is better is, is, is unimportant. It's just look at their resumes and Steph Curry's would line up fantastic. But if he loses this one, then suddenly you start looking at it, all the rest, you start going over everything with the details and you're like, oh, okay, so... He won the MVPs, but, you know, LeBron probably could have won all of those MVPs because he could have won it every year. Or or you go through the thing about blowing the 3-1 lead, whatever it is. And instead of you saying he has a case for eight, to your point, oh, well, he has a case for like 14-15 or 16-70, whatever, wherever you have him. Like suddenly he doesn't, he no longer has that argument about where his resume matches up with. The elite of the elite guys. I,
6: I do kind of like the way you were just phrasing it, and if you slow it down and what you're like, I don't think you can do this with baseball. Like, who is the t- top ten players of all time? I don't think you can do it with football. Maybe by position, right? But it's not like Patrick Mahomes is like top ten all time when he's like twenty five years old, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I, I Russell Wilson, I don't think has cracked that. So like it's it's very tough, but. We are still adjudicating these guys on like a game-by-game basis, which is kind of asinine. Um, <laughs> interesting stat. The Warriors, under Steve Kerr in the finals, 0-6 while trailing by 7 or more at halftime. They were down a ton in Game 3. Fought back valiantly. Still came up short. Um, I don't know. Rob, do you want to weigh in? Finals MVP, if you had a vote now, which is idiotic because the series still has many, many more games. I give a slight, ever so slight edge to Jalen Brown, but um, I guess he would be the first All Star, not All Star, since Igudala. Well, no, Igudala was an All Star with the Sixers, I think. First guy who's never made an All Star team
7: to win an All Star, a Finals MVP, right? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Um, like that seems like something that I should know, but I just don't, unfortunately. Uh, but yes, I would have Jalen Brown, and him and Tatum's. Their numbers are really close. Tatum twenty two, five and eight. And Jalen Brown is 22-7-4. and four. But where I would go Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum is the efficiency is so much higher with Jalen Brown. And he's been consistent. Like, I know Jason Tatum had that huge game, you know, or felt like a huge game in Game 2, even though they lost. But, you know, Jalen Brown has just been 24-17-27 versus, you know, Jason Tatum had 12 in Game 1. He was just terrible. So I would lean Jalen Brown.
6: Do you remember the final day of the regular season? The Celtics were pretty much ripped by a lot of NBA people for not trying to avoid the Nets. And one of the arguments was, well, the Celtics can't, don't want to have to face the Raptors in their first round because they would have fallen and lost a tiebreaker or something. Because Jalen Brown, uh, the rumor, I don't know if it's true, Brown and Horford or Brown and someone else are unvaccinated and they would not have been able to play in Toronto. Do you remember this? I do. I don't think I'm envisioning it. It is quite interesting that we've gone in the span of two months from, boy, Celtics, they, they you don't want to face the Nets in the first round to two wins away from an a NAS- NBA championship. Rookie coach, after bumping Brad Stevens upstairs, I think they were 500 early in the season. This has been Quite a run for Boston. And I will say the one ace card up the Warriors sleeve is worse. And it's not really an ace. It's more of like a queen. Uh, We're still waiting for Boston to have a collapse the way they collapsed against the heat, the way they collapsed against the Bucks, We haven't seen that yet. We saw it in the third quarter, but we haven't seen fourth quarter finals pressure on them yet. Would you agree with that? I mean, game one was... They just kept making a bunch of threes. It was not in the final minute or anything. We haven't had a close game in the finals yet. No, we haven't. There hasn't yet. I don't think it's, it might have been single digits in game one with like two minutes left, but it it didn't feel close. I think it was like eight or nine. And, you know, I think the stadium was, you know, was emptying out at that point. But we haven't seen what's going to happen in crunch time. Will the Celtics get tight the way they did against Milwaukee and Miami? So there's still that, but man i don't know i i I don't feel great about the warriors
7: yeah it's it's really hard to feel good about the warriors especially given the uncertainty around steph curry i mean even if he was healthy you wouldn't feel great about it just because it feels like boston has been the better team outside of the third quarters in every game and then to have him get hurt it it's just a body body blow to the golden state warriors fan base yeah um all right. Well, uh, whew, we got one day off before
6: Friday's game four. I-, I hate that they put it on a Friday, Rob. It's like, you know, school's ending. There's just so much action going on in terms of like family, friends, all that stuff. But I got, I got
7: to, I got to be locked in on this guy. I can't do anything. You know? Are you staying in for this? Or are you going out? Uh Friday night, I will probably watch that game. Yeah, I will definitely be. Because ahead. i got oh. big plans to see Jurassic World over the weekend. Oh, I was going to close
6: with a Jurassic World note. Um, A buddy of mine was able to secure tickets for a viewing today. So oh. I will be seeing Jurassic World today. Very, with the kids. Right. Very fired up. I didn't even know it was the last one in the series. Um which sounds crazy? Like, why don't they just keep doing dinosaur movies? They're fun, <laughs> um, and like, I'm stoked. So, uh, I, can I do a no spoiler uh, recap for for the pod tomorrow?
7: If you can promise no spoilers, I will let yeah, you. Yeah, I'm really it. good at that. And then also we are
6: we are going to line up a interview with a former NBA Finals player. How about this? I'll drop the hint. We're going to talk to him. He played against Jordan in the finals and he played with LeBron in the finals. Yeah, that'll be the, that'll be your homework. Who, let's even guess that. I'm not going to respond if you get it correctly. Just I'll give you a shout-out on the pod when we do it. But that's it for today. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and
5: conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of
2: the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.